This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. It certainly is because eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. If you're somebody like me who cannot cook to save their little lives, it's a game changer. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in, wait for it, just two minutes. Plus, you'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You can pick from two minute meals where you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. With pancakes, smoothies, and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. They're ready. There's no prepping. There's no cooking. There's no chopping up veggies. None of that stuff. If you're like me and you're busy, whack on a podcast, whack these in, and they're ready to go. Nothing for you to do. No cleanup either. And the great thing is it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need when choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime if anything changes. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeaway and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash TWTW50 and use code TWTW50 to get 50% off. That's code TWTW50 at factormeals.com slash TWTW50 to get 50% off. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Fiducian Pate. Hello. bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the, the way, way they were. Hi Chantelle. Hi Grania, how are you? <laughs> I'm very good. I'm very excited. We recently had the Festival of Halloween. Yes, we did. I know you love this. I recall last year you pointed out that you actually, your people invented it. Our people bettered it. <laughs> <laughs> basically uh, Halloween was this Celtic festival that was really sleazy gross and creepy and then the Americans stole it made it sexy and cool basically the exact same thing you did with Colin Farrell that's right you're welcome <laughs> we aim to please how, how have you been I've been absolutely wonderful I had a great Halloween had a great weekend loving all the celebrity costumes even if they are all a bit bored but I like I'm, I'm good I'm good I'm, I'm enjoying the change of weather autumn I love it oh, how about you I love it my favourite um, talking about celebrity costumes I just think Heidi Klum dressing up as a, a worm was just the funniest thing I've seen all year you always think she can't outdo herself and then she's somehow oh and have you seen the video of her talking no 
it's it's worth watching because I I've watched it seventeen times and I'm still like how is that how I still I can hear her voice and I still can't I can't marry the tooth the face of her in my head and then that worm talking. I highly recommend it. I love it. Kooky, kooky, and crazy. Well, speaking of kooky and crazy, uh, we have a a rating review uh, from one of our listeners, which oh. I, we really appreciate it if you are if you, our hearts explode if you enjoy the podcast and if you you know if you've got time to spare and I know we're all busy busy people living our best life who has time to spare in this economy but if you do if you fancy leaving us a review I will give you my firstborn child there I've said it and I'll give you mine if you tell a friend about our podcast <laughs> as well spread the word Either through reviewing, through just talking about it, playing it loudly from your car speakers, what have you, whatever you want. Then in nine months' time, you'll open the door, there'll be a little basket with a little baby. And you won't know if it's Irish or American, but it's, <laughs> it's one of ours and you'll have it. It'll be <laughs> loud. It'll be loud. So we got a It'll review from a lovely cat Goody, and she wants us to do a special ABBA episode. Oh, wow. That's an interesting one, actually, because that would be, that's up there with like Fleetwood Mac in terms of all the intermingling those guys did. You would have to do all of them. You couldn't just pick one of those couples. She's right. It has to be an entire episode about all four of them. Oh, God. This is what annoys me in a way, because I, any of the time, like great heartbreak moments in my life, basically, I've just spent all my time eating and stalking my ex on Facebook and then you've got ABBA and Amy Winehouse turn heartbreak into like a moment of musical transcendence and screw you guys oh no I'd be happy to do that what's her name Kat you said yeah Cat great Goody. idea Kat I'd be ha- and thank you so much for the review I'd be happy to do an episode on ABBA definitely oh my god the the winner would take it all oh <laughs> there you go <laughs> so bad oh. so bad uh, speaking of not bad. The opposite of bad. Very, <laughs> very good. This week's episode, the guest. Oh my god, she is. I just love her. She's so like she to me. She's like glamorous as showbiz. She's got the magic dust. She's got the glitter in her eye. She's it a dancing is, queen. Oh, she is the dancing queen. She is the amazing comedian, actor, and impressionist Jess Robinson. The, the way, way they were. were. We're so excited to have you on the podcast, Jess Robinson. Thank you, Grano McQuarkins. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Jess? I'm good. I am sitting in my little voiceover studio in oh. Brighton and my dog is under the desk. Not a euphemism. And <laughs> I don't know what that would be a euphemism for. Um, we've started off in a stupid way uh, and I'm having Chris, a glass of wine. How are you Chris guys? Smelly. Her smelly growler go. is underneath the desk. <laughs> I do want to have a bath tonight, actually. Um, Jess, so we are a very romantic podcast. You know, we're all about mm. CSI splits, trying to figure out why certain relationships work and why certain ones, you know, are just celebrity harsh roadkill. Do you consider, <laughs> are you a romantic person? Yes, I am. I think sometimes you have to kiss a few frogs or in my case, marry a practice husband first. But then in the end, you get a true husband. And often it's not what you imagined on paper. It's better, but it's not how you would have imagined it. 
That's the meaning of life. You are so welcome. (laughs) I feel like, did you and your husband just have a fight? (laughs) So now you're like, it's not how you imagine it, but it's it's really good, I promise. So I, I didn't imagine, like on paper, I imagined that the guy would be like, a couple of years older than me and actually my husband Jonty is 13 years older than me and he also came with a son so I'm a stepmom as well um, which is actually the loveliest thing in the world and I just adore my stepson he's the best because he laughs at my jokes um so yeah it's that it's that sort of thing that you don't quite imagine but actually it's the best thing in the world great stuff that yeah. is romantic what Speaking of fairy tales, yes. Let's get into your couple. So, as always, Chantelle doesn't know who the couple is, but we do provide her with a few breadcrumbs to lead her along the way. What I can tell you, Chantelle, is this couple got together in the dreamy year of nineteen ninety-three. Oh, three, three. Well, something else happened in ninety-five, but they got together in ninety-three. They got together. In the dreamy summer of 93. Let us picture the scene. What was going on in in the world as these these lovebirds were finding each other? The European single market is created. Mm. Ireland decriminalises homosexuality. Thank gosh. I mean, we we took our time. We took our time. Uh, But we got there in the end. Mm -hmm. Bill Clinton is sworn into office. Oh, woo! So this is, you know, we we don't know that these world events influence these people getting together, Mm. but Mm. we don't know that it didn't. Were we all alive then? We were all alive. Great. Very much so. (laughs) We were very much. I'm trying to pretend that I wasn't, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we were all alive. I was doing stuff. Shit was happening. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what was happening. This lady, who definitely has got talent... Oh, <laughs> found love before her family's fortune. <laughs> oh, oh, it's um, it's Amanda Holden and oh Christ, what's his fucking name? <laughs> Shit, that husband of hers and they got divorced. It's really bad. Amanda Holden and can you give me his initials? L D. Oh, uh, Les Dennis. Amanda. Amanda Holden and Les Dennis. Yeah. Well right. yeah, done, yeah. Chantal. That's what I'm here for, Jess. It's all I can do. <laughs> this is all I can do. And Grania always has good clues. I mean, that was that was a clue that the Teletubbies would have got to be honest. <laughs> well done. I, that's more of a criticism of Grania than you. Because <laughs> Chantal is American. We also have we. I never that's quite really know good when- knowledge. I know my stuff. I know about, although I, I'm quite, this is a good one because I feel like this happened before I moved here. So I've only known what I've heard since. So I'm kind of, I'd like to know as you both being sort of in the vicinity when it was happening, what the general public was reacting to. So I'm I'm, I'm very interested. This is a good one. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, first of all, I, I absolutely love this couple. I'm so excited. And also, what I like about this couple is also what I like about you, Jess, is that Uh-oh. this is like... tragic. <laughs> <laughs> doomed. You're both doomed. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> this is showbiz. I always like that about you. Jess is real showbiz. There's like an wow. all-style showbiz vibe to Jess. <laughs> mm. I mean, she's basically always about to break into song. And mm. I think... That fits. Yeah. This, so, Although Amanda. Anything. 
can happen. It's sort of her voice. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it when we asked you to be on the, this podcast? What was it about this couple that you thought, yes, this is the one I need to discuss? Well, I looked at all of your previous episodes and all the good ones were taken. <laughs> no, um, the reason I chose them is because... I really do love the extras and Les Dennis's episode in that is so funny Mm. and raw and tragic and honest and just so funny. I just thought it was so brilliant. And I watched an interview with him talking about it and that sort of turned his career around. And I was just really intrigued because... I also saw an interview where Amanda said, this is after it had all happened, but Amanda said that Britain's Got Talent was the thing that finally turned her career around and sort of stopped all of the intrigue into her relationships Mm. and just let her sort of be a sort of a valid person again. Does that make sense? I think I'm just saying words. Yeah. No, I mean, (laughs) I think we as a culture have forgotten the whole Les Dennis, Amanda Holton, Neil Morrissey love triangle. It was it was big. Even I know that. It was big. I think only this year there was something in a tabloid, maybe the mirror or something, showing old wedding pictures of them both and commenting how dated Amanda's dress was. Well, of course it was back then. I know, yeah. duh. And how much more modern the most current one is. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, Groundbreaking wow, stuff. Wow. It's just amazing. <laughs> it's like those you won't believe. So insightful. You won't believe what this celebrity looks like now. <laughs> Subtitle, Time Exists. Oh, you have no idea. Half of my life is doing things like that and it drives me so much of the time. It's like, this person's changed so much. Mm-hmm. Like, no, they're just 55 and we used to know them when they were 20 they just got old nothing else happened they look precisely how you imagine you'll never guess how it looks like you'll exactly guess how he looks it's exactly what you think so irritating well, anyways go on Les and Amanda okay so Let's Les and Amanda before we go any further I'm going to answer the question that people are screaming down at their phones demanding us to deal with yes they're an iconic couple but what about their star signs well, Ooh. So Amanda Holden, mm. 16th of Feb, Aquarius. Like me. Oh, what's your husband's star sign? Uh, he was born on the 1st of December. What's that? I think that's Capricorn. I, that think I was going to say Capricorn. I had in my head it might be a Virgo or a Libra. I know Jesus was a Capricorn. If anyone could send us a free reading, yeah. that would be great. Thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Any listeners, slide into our DMs. Les Dennis, born 12th of October. He's a Libra. Mm. Nice. He's a Libra. So, oh, Sagittarius. Uh, Sagittarius <laughs> says um, our wonderful producer, uh, producer Abbott. Uh, yeah, my husband's a Sagittarius. Thanks, everybody, for really wanting Obviously to. Obviously, means a lot to you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not do your charts before you got married? No, I just looked at his bank balance. <laughs> <laughs> that's also that's also a good one. That's, that's not that, that is the only chart I care about. Um, okay, so according to the star signs, Aquarius and Libra, Jess, what chance do you think the stars give a match like this working out? Well, I do know that from my point of view, Aquarians are very flighty, free spirited, a bit eccentric. And can give a lot of themselves, but then also on a turn of a sixpence, be quite distant. Mm. And I don't know a lot about Libras, but I'm assuming that they're quite balanced. 
What do you know about Libras? I mean, historic. What, what star is that? You're a Taurus, aren't you, Chantal? Uh, just a bit. Yeah, Taurus, right? That's right. I'm even a Libra. Fucking no, you think I am. A Libra. I, I don't know what either of those things means. <laughs> I might so, as well be a Libra. I don't know. It, it, so just give us a percentage. What, what do you think? Um, I've got absolutely no idea, but I'm going to say 38%. 38%? Have you got the answer, Gronya? I've got the uh, it's all written in the stars, baby. Oh my gosh, what does it say? What's I'm going to say fifty-eight percent. Fifty-eight percent. Okay, well, this according this, this is just facts. Okay, the planets do not lie. I love this. It's written in the stars. A Libra mm. is a sign that represents marriage and finds it very meaningful. So that's Les Dennis. Remember, oh, Aquarius, Les, Amanda, victim. Amanda might think it's obsolete and even run from it and they will probably enter it only for practical reasons. Uh-oh. Yikes. Oh. There is a strong understanding between them but, but it can be quite difficult for their troubled sons to get along. I think that means the star sign rather. Yeah. Than <laughs> <children>. <laughs> the best cure for any problem in their relationship is usually time but with Aquarius, Amanda's need for spontaneity they often won't last long enough for time to mend what gets broken? Mm. 68%. That's not so bad. That's much higher after that's, all of that. I was no. only 10% off. That was that's not so bad. That's that's a fighting chance. That's a yeah. fighting chance. That is like the judges on Strictly this yeah. last weekend, <laughs> to be honest. That's like criticism, 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 and then seven. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Not sure. Mm. Let's go to their backstory before they meet. So, mm. Les comes from a very working class background. He gets married relatively young to Lynn Webster. Not a lot I can find about his first wife online, won't lie. Mm -hmm. But they get married in 1974 and divorced in 1990. Uh, but just like in this stage of his life, Les Dennis, kind of like, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Debbie Reynolds. Because he's very, oh, you know how okay. Debbie Reynolds came at the very end of sort of the golden Hollywood era and she was the very last of the studio okay. system. Well, Les Dennis came at sort of the very end of the whole working man club, comedian, you know, the real traditional right. I got light you. entertainment. So he's at the very tail end of it. He's, part, he's kind of tagged with that. He's put in that group, but he's yeah. really young compared mm. to all the others. So, Compared to Forsyth. Very insightful, Grania. He's, yeah, he's, he's just sort of finding his face in that world when comedy is about to completely change. I wonder my career shift. never took off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he is, he's, his style of comedy is just about to go out of fashion as mm. he becomes successful. And then also a lot of very tragic things happened to him in quit succession. So his parents both die. Oh. And then he was in a double act with Dustin G. And they were supposed to be like the next Morecambe and Wise. And then his double act partner dies really young at 42. And they were just, they had got like a, a TV show commissioned. Oh I think God. some of them went out. They were like about to be massive and mm. his comedy partner dies. So I think that Yikes. affected him quite a lot. Um, Definitely. And there were sort of problems. He want, he says that he wasn't like the best husband to his first wife, which is understandable with sort of all this sort of gone, going on mm -hmm. in his little head. 
Meanwhile, <laughs> little Amanda Holden, she is growing up. She grows up in Portsmouth. Her parents get mm-hmm. divorced when she's quite young, but she had a very close relationship with her stepdad. They ran a hotel. Then she goes to drama school. She's really ambitious and she appears briefly on an episode of Blind Date. Blind Date. Blind Date. So let's get the couple together. So they meet in 1990... What did I say? 95? 1993. 1993. Yeah. Okay, now this is what, again, according to all the information, they met when they were both performing in The Sound of Music. Yeah. Is it like on the West End? No, it was a touring production of The Sound Mm -hmm. of Music. Now I can see who Amanda Holden would have played. I think she was Liesl. Yeah. Who was Les Dennis playing in the same? He of would music? have been Captain Von Trapp, I would think, because <gasps> he, he would be been. the older, divorced, yeah. who else could he be? widowed man with the seven children. Which is bonkers, but who because how old was he at this point? Like when they met? He must have been in his late forties. No, so early forties. They they meet, she's nineteen, he's thirty seven. Blinking neck, okay. Unless she unless she was playing Liesel. The si- I am 16, going on 17, but I don't think so. I think she, she had to be playing the team. Oh, she, she was playing Liesl, not Maria. She wasn't Maria. She was Liesl. Oh, she was playing his daughter. Oh, I just don't believe. I refuse to have a canon in my head that Les Dennis played Captain Von Trapp. I'm with you on that, Grania. Well, maybe he was like an understudy. Maybe he was just at the... Maybe he just like was a stagehand. How, how bad was his career going? <laughs> I looked it up and she says that he was sort of his he was doing a show in the same theatre but then other people say he was in The Sound of Music no he must have been was it Was it like is this a pantomime thing by the way are these like pantomimes is, no, is that a pantomime The Sound of Music she was in an The actual, Sound of Music okay. that's what I've read well let's say that he was, was the mother Von- superior Blink it. that's that is crackers that's absolutely crackers <laughs> So, okay, so Jess, I, I'm interested in your take on this, right? Yeah. Because she's just graduated from drama school. Mm. She's like, she's a, a singer, she's a dancer, she's an actor. Yeah. You, you know, you're in my head, little miss, our generation's Bonnie Langford. <laughs> you're glamorous, you're showbiz. Have you met Amanda Holden's in your day? You know what I mean by Amanda Holden's? Yes, I have. So when they met, was he already, he was already on telly and... See, he was, he was Mr. Family Fortunes. Right. He was a household name. He was more sort of light entertainment, famous. Yes. He wasn't cool. So she really wanted to be famous. I know this because I saw the interview with Parkinson. And at 19, I remember I had come out of... Stage school at 18, I moved to London to seek my fortune and you're just wide-eyed and thinking, how can I make this happen? Mm. And I don't, I'm not saying that she calculatedly saw a famous guy and thought, I'll get with him. And I, I'm not saying that, but I would, I would definitely say that that would have been a very exciting, attractive, sort of, wow, sort of a looking up to someone I can see that. What was the question? Because <laughs> <laughs> in my head, she's a real, like, it's very easy to sort of, like, the narrative be about, like, she's this gold digger. She just wants to be famous. She uses this older man. But, mm. you know, hopefully we've got more sophisticated when it comes to, Had she to, like, already been on Blind Date? 
Uh, sorry, was this, was this yeah. blind date appearance that big of a deal? I remember blind date. It didn't exactly make <laughs> stars out of people. What was the big deal with her blind no, date? What did she do? Wonder, you know, that's another, you know, uh, wanting to get on to telly, but also maybe she was a bit of a hopeless romantic, and maybe sort of, I don't know. This is maybe this is just Jesse and not Amanda, but um, maybe she just wanted a father figure in her life. Maybe she did just want well. So let's hear in her own words how she felt when she met Les for the first time. Oh, gee! This is how she describes it. She says, we are both working in Bournemouth and got together for the first night party of the stage show Sound of Music, which Les was in. Still on the street, growing and kicking over this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, she continued. I told a rude joke and he didn't laugh. So I thought he was miserable. And I just think that's obviously somebody dating a male comedian for the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Her foolish belief that he would have a sense of humour. Later on, a group of us went bowling. I thought game show hosts were all loud and silly, but Les was very quiet. Mm. Then she carries on. She was asked, did she fancy him? Oh, yes, straight away. He had gorgeous blue-green eyes and I like blondes, but it was his manners that mattered most. He was gentlemanly. He also had lovely, chunky legs. Oh, oh how interesting. Nice. Okay, good good for you, Amanda. That must have been refreshing at a young age when all the boys your age are just after one thing but also don't even hold a door open for you to leave the bedroom afterwards <laughs> just like <laughs> that must have been nice to be uh sort of treated with a bit of i don't know with a bit of respect i'm making it all up but i'm assuming that that's you know that would have yeah. been attractive because he's it old does. school les dennis is old school he grew up you know bruce Forsyth. Bob Monkhouse, they would be his governors. They're the ones he learned dating from. And we all know there's absolutely nothing wrong with that generation. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They (laughs) behaved impeccably. The world of 70s light entertainment is full of gentlemen and scholars. Absolutely. (laughs) You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Well, so so they meet in uh, 93. Two years later, they are wed. They get married. June 1995. She was 22. He was 40. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't, I'm, not, I'm not happy about this. Yeah. I'm not sure there's a great world where you can tell me it's really super. Hold that on. She was 22 her. and he was 40. 40. I don't like them. They met when she was 19. I'm sorry, I'm not into this. How many this. years older is that? <laughs> so oh, there's an 18-year age gap. 18 is a lot. If she'd been 40 and 58, it's a very different conversation. Yes. It's because she's 19 when they met. It's That's dicey. Right. We all know it's dicey. That's not cool. I'm a that's very not, different okay. person. Actually, when I married practice husband, 
I think I was 30. And by the time I was 37, I was a completely different person. Yeah, that's just, they're 19 though. That's just like, you're changing so, it's... Yeah, and what, it, your what, brain's not even developed properly not yet, even is close. it? close. You're six no, years old. Mine's, I'm still waiting. Isn't it? And like we were saying, all he did is, oh, he's a gentleman. And young men just being so awful and dreadful. Just If young men just acted a bit better, things of this wouldn't happen as much. <laughs> then she could have found a nice young guy. The bar was so low for her to fall in love with him. Yeah, quite possibly, yeah. Do we want to hear how glamorous and showbiz the wedding was? Yes, yes please. please. Do you want to know who was in the official wedding party? Oh, yes, please. I know one person. Ooh. Lionel Blair. Oh. I know <laughs> Blair was at the wedding party. Of and course, was he was Sue Pollard. <laughs> oh wow, this is other time. So showbiz. Oh, <laughs> this is showbiz city. Oh, yeah, to be a fly in the wall. And apparently, they had to wait forty minutes for the bride. In the words of Sue Pollard, "Hello, magazine, who are doing the the photos, kept faffing about." Well, they're paying for it, so that's what you get. (laughs) If you want a magazine to pay for your wedding, then they'll do what they want. Thanks very much. That's the deal you make. So Sue Pollard wasn't impressed. Amanda's nickname for Les was Piglet because he looks like the character of Winnie the Pooh and he calls her Darling. Well, Piglet is not very attractive, is it? (laughs) Or sexy. Do you want to come to bed, Piglet, or do you want to come to bed, Darling? (laughs) Wrong. So remember, at this stage of their marriage, she's Mm. just this adorable, cute little blonde. He is household name Les Dennis. He's very much sort of welcoming her into this old school showbiz world. She loves it. She says he has all the qualities a woman needs. He's funny, affectionate, generous, warm and so charming. Again, just things normal people should be. <laughs> oh, she's dated her teenagers. That's so these true, are all massive actually. deals for her. That's warm true. and affectionate. That's just like what your friends should be like. Yeah, you're so right. <laughs> I don't think I would describe anybody I was in a relationship. I was like, charming. It just feels weird. It feels a bit yeah, sort when of you're... formal and old fashioned and sort of yeah. almost like a, a step apart. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Removed. I imagine imagine for her at her age again, I imagine he was really charming and probably was like taking all these fancy places. That would be like the definition of charm for her, probably. Mm. So the, here again is an interview for, from when she's still married to Les. She says how she returned to her Manchester hotel after filming the Grimleys to find Les and a bottle of chilled Chardonnay. She said, we hadn't seen each other much while I was working. And he said, close your eyes and hold out your hand. He had bought me an eternity ring with four square diamonds. I was so touched. I was blinded by tears for half an hour. I have a lot of problems with this. All right. Mm. First of all, an eternity ring when they were, what, two, three years into the marriage? That's not what they're there for. Something four feels diamonds. Rocky, right? It's meant to be diamonds all around me, not yeah. four. That's not an eternity <laughs> ring. So she's just got the wrong. That's not That's mm. not what it is. And then Chardonnay? Fucking Chardonnay. Not even a bottle of Dom Perry. Chardonnay. I would have liked Come a dildo on. and some champagne. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> 
<laughs> this, see, these are all bad signs. I'm, I'm not into any of this. <laughs> I'm not into any of this. Chardonnay, crappy four diamond ring. He's calling eternity. <laughs> Mate. Oh, walk out the hotel room. Is it because he's, he's, she's really beautiful. He's a lot older than her. He's had, you know, his heart broken in a relationship before. Mm. Do you think he's like overcompensating? Yes, I think bit? this is the hand crushing the butterfly and not just letting it rest in the palm. Oh, God, I think really he's pulling the wool over her eyes and making her think he's doing things. It's an eternity rate. Oh, is it? It doesn't go around. No, 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 it is. I promise you. <laughs> this is champagne, actually. It's Chardonnay. Jesus. <laughs> so, Jess, this is Amanda and Les at the height of their romantic glamour showbiz marriage. Yeah. So, let's go on a little journey, you and I. Imagine mm. we've got a telephone that's also a time machine. Mm-hmm. Bring, bring... It's Les and Mandy. They're Jess. We we're heading out in the town. Come join us. What do you imagine a night out with Les and Amanda during this period being like? Talk us through it. What happens? They go to a bar. He orders some Chardonnay. Deaths. In a cold bucket. There's a salsa dancing class on at the same time. And she gets approached by a really hot, sexy Mediterranean stallion. Mm. And she says, do you mind? And he says, no, no, I'll stay here. I'll just watch. And she goes and gets twirled all around the dance floor and has a time of her life with someone hot and sexy and muscly. And then she comes back and sips a bit of Chardonnay. And then he is sort of a bit in the corner. Yeah. You're in the bar, aren't you, Chantelle? What do you think? We're all there. We're, We're all there because you didn't. Want, you didn't want it. You were like, yeah. "Girls, I'm not going on my own yeah. to this no, shit don't, show." Don't let me be. A th- I don't want to be part of the three. So we all came, we all came together. So I figure. Uh, yeah, I picture him with like a beige platter of food at the bar. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Just of watching I his wife him dance. Going over to her and being like, "Hey," um, like really being quite passive aggressive and eager, yeah. being like, "Oh, uh, no, I know you're having a really great time. I'm just letting you know that we're we're thinking of ordering quiches." And then him sort of a little bit trying not to be upset, but eating all of the bread rolls in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been Amanda and we've all been Les. Yeah. Well, cracks are beginning to show. And again, this is only in hindsight. So this is Mm -hmm. another interview from that period. Where are we at this time, by the way, Gloria? How many years into this are we now? So let's say things are about to come to a head after they've been married five years oh, so okay, still, okay, we're so... still in the relatively early years of this okay. relationship mm. this is Amanda's words again for the first time in his life Les I think he feels genuinely loved and secure in all areas of his life I encourage him to do things he had only thought about like straight acting <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> and Try a jalapeno. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard of Pinot Grigio? It's really, I hear it's really coming in. (laughs) Amanda's there in her, you know, my image of Amanda from like this, like the early noughties is she's, it's boot cut jeans, it's kitten heels, it's a corset top, it's flicked out hair. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Oh, bewitched and the cause. Yeah, it's very that. Yeah. Like diamonds in the hair. You know when they had those like hair clips? They weren't clips. You just put like jewels on yes, your hair. Yes, and you twisty twistied them. You, twi- you twisty twisty them yeah, in. Yeah, from Chinese accessories. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can tell from that quote that she is kind of doing that classic thing that I think older men get with young women for. It's one of the reasons they love it. 
is because they do think, oh my, you could be an amazing actor, actually. I think you're more than just a comedian. And yeah. no one's told him that shit in years because it's actually not true in the slightest. But it's made him feel like really wonderful about, oh God, maybe I could try Syria. I mean, I could win an Oscar. I mean, who says I couldn't? Mm-hmm. That kind of bullshit. He, he's now believing his crap as well. Mm-hmm. So he, she is, she, she's doing her job as the young wife. This is part of the role. So here's, again, the follow-up, which I think is quite, it's quite telling. She says, Les can be miserable. Mm. And so can I. He lets trivial things like spilling a bottle of wine on the carpet upset him. I'm going to spill a bottle of wine. I'm 20. Oh, man. I had no time to be a person. Oh, no. Or have parties. She spilled the Merlot and they were out of Chardonnay to clean it up with. So they were really screwed. Basically, he's a grown up and she's not. And I've got a great story about this. I don't know if you. I'll I'll let you tell this story in a second. I'm just going to finish off that quote and then we'll go to that story. Okay. So to, just to finish off the quote, she goes, I'd like spinning a bottle of wine on the carpet and that gets on my nerves. When I get it in, into a mood, I like to drag it out. I think it's important to let men stew. Oh, oh no. Fucking this hell. Is the age is, the age is really showing <laughs> now, isn't it, Liz? playing. You knocked over the wine, babes. Clean it up. Just say sorry. <laughs> don't, don't try and make me the asshole for being upset about it. You're so right. <laughs> you know we had white carpets. You know we had white oh. carpets. It was the 90s. <laughs> she ruined, there was no hardwood floors. <laughs> so again, I think the age gap sort of comes up in other areas. It's, mm-hmm. Okay, Jess, it's interesting. What, what's the story that you... So think? I think you must know this. They, I think they had a plum around or something and um, Les was just chatting to him and then Amanda runs in the room and says it's the pools let's put a tenner on uh, no let's let's bet let's bet we've got a bet and Les says okay should we put a tenner on and she was like no no more than that and he went okay we'll put 20 on and and then the plumber turns to Les and went kids <gasps> oh that's brilliant. I told it awfully but it's so funny kids. Oh, excellent stuff. You think that was when you think they were in the bathroom at the time and Les has looked at the mirror at itself and looked like through his soul, just thinking, oh my God, what have I done? Even the plumber. So during this period, she is really, her profile is really rising. She's Mm. becoming a lot more well known. And I was just thinking about this. What's she most famous for? Sorry, what's she most famous for? So this is what, it's so specific to the noughties. And I think we've lost this in that. So she obviously was slightly notorious because she got married to Les Dennis and she mm. was like really pretty and a lot younger of them. She was, but, and she was getting sort of bit parts here and there. From what I remember, she was like your classic, like lads mag yeah. late 90s. And we don't do that anymore. Like that was the noughties. It was like, if you want to raise your profile, there were like three ways I was thinking this. So it was a kiss and tell. It was, if you were sort of in any sort of like TV thing, you would do a big interview with the Sunday papers about how you had bulimia or an eating disorder at drama school, but now you're better. Yeah. Then lads mag. Yeah. And it was FHM. FHM loaded. And we don't do that you. anymore. It's no. a lost art. It's all gone. It's, God, lost it's changed, hasn't it? What happens when you lose the magazine industry, guys? This is what happens. You lose your Amanda Holdens. They're out there right now waiting to be famous. And what do they got? Instagram and Love Island. That's it. Yeah. It's your mm. fault for not buying magazines. So we're That's now really... getting sadly towards uh, the iceberg okay. in this relationship. So how long has it been now? They've been together it's now? five years. Five years. So now it's five years. Five I got you. Years. Got you. Got you. And then she starts working on Happy Uh-oh. Birthday Shakespeare. With Oops. a certain likely lad, Oops. Neil 
Morrissey. Here he comes. Here he is, guys. And that what we I think we've forgotten as a culture is in the early noughties, Neil Morrissey went out with Rachel Vice. Oh yeah, that's did right. We have forgotten that as a culture. He went out with Rachel Vice. He sure Jesus. did. Jesus. And he wore so those big jeans while he was doing it. The moppy <laughs> hair, carpenter jeans. The big jeans. He the brown leather jacket. Huge. He was yeah. like lovable. You know, slightly like I wouldn't say edgy, but like you well, know, he was he, this, he was just that TV show. So him and Martin Clunes, this that show was massive. What was it called? Badly. Two, remember having badly? Yeah, that was yeah. just a massive, massive show. So it yeah, was. it's fair enough. He was it was huge. So they were working together on the Happy Birthday Shakespeare. Basically, they start an affair on set. Amanda briefly leaves Les and moves in with. Neil Morrissey. Oh my God, I don't remember that. Okay. Dennis pleads to his wife to return. Uh, She moves him with Morrissey to a rented flat. He issues more pleas. He abandons his part in a West End play, which was Chicago, where he was playing, you know, the... The The main Richard Gere part. No, No, Mr. Cellophane, surely. Mr. (gasps) Cellophane. Oh no, of course he was playing Mr. Cellophane. Oh God. That's the one that always wins the awards though. You always always get the Tony for Mr. Cellophane. Everyone knows that. He is literally Mr. Cellophane. And he is Mr. Cellophane. (gasps) Oh God. So go on, he leaves that role. I mean, the understanding must have been through the roof. Amanda back. Oh, oh, this is all oh in the God. papers. There's paparazzi pictures of them. There's pictures of Neil Morrissey and Amanda Holden looking all coy at an award show yeah, together. I remember that. Were, were there photos of Neil and Amanda like like kissing or anything? There was paparazzi was that, shots. That's what them. I thought. I remember there being like really grainy pap shots of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this then, was so this is all really public. Mm. At his hour of need, who gets in contact? Who gets in contact? With him? Yeah, with Les. Who reaches out? Uh, Martin Clunes? Bob Monkhouse. (gasps) Wow. Bob Monkhouse phones him. He just said, this is in Les' words, he just said, you've always been liked, Les, but now you're really loved. I mean, it's true. Everyone, but it was becoming embarrassing. Even I remember people were a bit like, Les, you need to give it up, babe. This is, and this is now, it's gone from romantic to a bit sad. Well, so it works. So Amanda does, she moves I mean, to be clear, it, it doesn't actually work in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't, it vaguely is a band-aid for now, but what you think will happen happens. Okay, but she does so come back. She does come back. And I'll read sort of two different versions of what this period was like. So she comes back and there's an uneasy the war is over, but peace has not been found. Mm. So this is what Amanda says about it. Women don't seek sex. We seek love and affirmation. Speak if for a- yourself, babes. <laughs> <laughs> if a woman has an affair, there is normally a problem in their marriage. Yeah. Neil, rightly or wrongly, got loads of stick. But I feel like it was my fault. I was the one who was married. Then she said about Neil, because he sort of was perceived as a bit of a love rat. Mm. I want to change the general perception of him as he was very caring and very loving and very worried about me because I lost so much weight. He used to cook for me and look after me and babysit the dogs. Our relationship continued longer than it would have done had we not been so much in the public eye because we had nobody else to turn to. This isn't, if I was Les, I wouldn't be too happy about this quote. (laughs) She's not being very nice about Les and how amazing Neil is. (laughs) And then on Les, she says about this period, Les proved to be my saviour, ironically. So the person I'd hurt the most in the world was the one who was there for me. This doesn't make, oh, I wouldn't be very, would you be happy if you were in Les's position, Jez? (laughs) 
Would you be happy about this? No, poor Les. Poor Les. Poor Les. Is just, I mean, bless him. We've heard enough times now that he's a bit miserable and probably a little bit low energy and she wants yeah. someone exciting like the salsa yes. dancer, which I know is a figment of the imagination, but there probably were a few. And also... Neil was a little bit younger and probably yep. a real cheeky chappy, sparky, totally. funny. 100%. So different from Les. Yeah. I can imagine, I'm just imagining it. I mean, 100%. I'm talking with authority. I can imagine Les being... <laughs> I, can Im- I can imagine it, right? And bless Les, I'll do anything for her, but with such sincere and low energy. <laughs> I think, think you're right. I think Piglet just, was the think, first wrong wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, I, 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 I'll, I'll see your piglet and raise you a Chardonnay and a fake eternity ring in your hotel room. But whatever. <laughs> Do you because it was quite? It was so public. That's what I remember. It was, from yeah, it. same. It was so. Yeah. It was public. really embarrassing, and everyone, if I recall, does... really disliked her. Like, yes, this is she why was it took her so long. Absolute villain, wasn't she? But I mean. In everyone's defense, like you know, she did, she knew it really, really publicly, and it was really embarrassing on poor Les. I mean, just leave the guy. I mean, the thing is, right? It, it makes her a villain, but it also it even though everybody loves him, it also makes him a bit pathetic, doesn't it? it makes yeah, a fool of him, and everybody's totally. sort of thinking of him as not really very powerful and a bit pathetic, and with their head on the side, going, "Oh, poor Les." So it's damaged it's both if, like, of them. It damaged hundred percent. It's not as though women are like, "Oh yeah, Les looks hot now." Like, yeah, no one really won from this, aside from no. I guess Neil Morrissey. Well, so there's an uneasy truce, but there are problems. So. Did she spill more wine on the carpet? <laughs> she shat on it. Did so she not Les... wipe her feet when she walked? Did she not make her bed? <laughs> so she Les didn't said... eat broccoli. She didn't eat, she eat a coaster. <laughs> <laughs> the water stains on all the glass. <laughs> she was roller skating in the house, playing her rock music. <laughs> <laughs> she made her ruffian friends around. They didn't even send a thank you card. <laughs> so... I think Amanda, I think it's safe to say she could be a bit tactless. So here's some things mm. Les said happened after they reunited. So he said that she would gush about what a great kisser Morrissey had been in the scenes. <gasps> oh, the- nasty girl. Oh my God, babes, come on. And then when they tried to patch things up on their wedding anniversary, apparently Amanda casually mentioned that she oh. paid for dinner with Morrissey the night oh before with Dennis's credit card. What? She's not even trying. <laughs> I think she's in that stage where, you know, something really bad's happening and you're trying not to say the worst thing and then you spit it out because it's on your mind so much. Like if someone tells you bad news about their health, you don't want to mention that and you can't stop saying it. I think she's like that. This horrible thing is weighing on her mind. She can't just stop saying these awful things. and She can't keep her mouth shut because she's so young. She hasn't learned that skill. I think also... I used to be in these situations where you're with a guy or a girl or whoever and you really want the relationship to end and they just won't break up with you but you don't want yeah. to do it so you fucking are trying to push them and push them you want it to end so totally. you're saying the worst things and doing the worst behaviour and they won't break up with you she wants out she never wanted to go back that was probably trying to save her career and her image yeah, in the media reputation. well so during this les dennis thinks you know what would be a great idea i should go in the celebrity big brother house yep 
Oh, Iconic. that's when he went in Big Brother yes. House? That's when he went in the Celebrity it Big Brother House. Fucking hell! <laughs> I mean, his agent was a genius uh, because that so, is how got—that's how you get eyes on a screen. Jesus Christ! So they had not broken up yet, but they were just in terrible, turbulent times. Yeah, and then it he was, was stuck in a house on live TV, knowing that she mm. might be still screwing Morrissey. Yeah, oh, awful. So what Mark good. Owen? Oh. It was Mark Owen, of course. <laughs> From Take That, or yeah, the other he was one. There. Yeah, he oh. was dragged into all of this. They're all involved. Oh, Sue Perkins. Oh, yeah. Who the, you had the blonde in there. Like, Sue Perkins. Oh, always really Melinda, Melinda Messenger. Messenger. Sue Perkins. Mark Owen. God, this is vintage. Okay, <laughs> so two bits of information you need before Les even stepped foot, stepped yeah. foot into the Big Brother house. Yeah. Just before he went in, he confessed to Amanda that he'd slept Ooh. with someone she knew. <gasps> Ooh. During the marriage? Yes. Was it her mum? <laughs> be more his age <laughs> and she said I remember wondering how I should be feeling angry hurt betrayed the truth is I felt none of them sadly I felt relieved Aww. his infidelity was to become my passport out yes it assuages her yeah. of her guilt as well to- totally so this this is Les describing how he felt before the Celebrity Big Brother Ice. He said, I can see now that to some extent I, st- I had started to feel competitive towards Amanda. No matter how much I fought against it, I didn't like the idea. I was fast becoming Mr. Amanda Holden. Wow. There it is. It's wow. happening. So I wanted a way to prove something, to re- reinvent myself. Yeah, I so, get it. Going into the house, he was saying goodbye to everybody, all his family and friends. Amanda was there putting on a brave face. Then she tried to make a joke to sort of lighten the mood. She announced to the room, don't worry, darling. I'll definitely have your voting number on redial to keep you in. I'll enjoy a bit of freedom. Oh, like I said, she just can't keep her mouth shut. Oh, 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 my God. But also stupid him, all broken and, and... I don't know. He he just couldn't he couldn't keep her interest because he no. he lost his shine, didn't he? When she mm. realized that he was a bit miserable, a bit, you know, and and then she overtook him with her ambition and ouch. Cuz I don't want to be all down on her. Yeah, she, I think she just met other men that also opened doors and that right. oh, this is not it's not just him. <laughs> Lots of people do this and they're also more fun. Right. And also <sighs> You just go off people, don't you? And and you might have this idealised idea of romance and stuff when you're 19 or even 20 or 28 or 30 and marry an ac- accidental practice husband and you do the wrong thing. Don't. But, you know, people change and it looks like they've, they've sort of gone in opposite directions, haven't they? Totally. Trajectories. I hate, say, I hate to say, by the way, this scene gets worse. Fuck. So his agent apparently then said, probably to, to change the conversation, that, Apparently, there was a, a rumour that there was going to be a secret housemate added to the house at the last minute. Mm. Wow, apparently, Amanda interrupted. Wouldn't it oh, be God. amazing if it was Neil? Oh, God. You Amanda, t- what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Why can't you stop? Put a muzzle on her. This is just horrible. Imagine being in that room. God. And apparently he was like, then like everybody in the room, he said it was like the scene in the producers with the first course of springtime for Hitler. 
I have to say, this is the first time I relate to Amanda. It's the kind of thing I would do. I really relate to her. As horrible as it is. is Then he said, when him and Amanda hugged goodbye, I whispered, why the fuck did you say that? And she said, oh, darling, it's only a joke. Lighten up. Oh, goodness ouch, gracious. Ouch, ouch, Now I realise why he was miserable all the time. Seriously. Oh, Amanda. Oh, Takes so one to know one, babes, but I promise you, yeah. you can't keep doing this. Yeah. You gotta stop making the jokes. Oh, God. So then he famously was a, was a bit of a, in a bit of a distracted mood while he was on his oh, time in Celebrity Big yes, It's death by a thousand cuts, isn't it? And then the final nail in the coffin of the relationship was when he left, exited the show. Mm. So not only was she not there, her little video that she recorded was like with the like the rest of she was filming a, a BBC TV series, cutting it. And all her other castmates was there. It was like a little group funny message being like, hey, we're so proud of you. You were really great. It wasn't like a personal sweet no. loving. Oh God, he, said, he must have known though. He said, um, that was my defining moment. As viewers watched me, watch her jabber on about my amazing honesty, the words I love you and I'm proud of you never crossed her lips. Oh, I came no. to the final decision that this charade of a marriage was over. Oh, Les. Right. I mean, thank, thank goodness for all of us. This was, <laughs> this was difficult. My God. I really didn't want to be unfair to her. I will defend her at being a 20-something who shouldn't have gotten married in the first place. And yes, you could blame her for that. But I kind of blame the old guy for being like, oh, let's get married and not thinking, maybe we shouldn't do this, actually. You're 22. That's all ego, If we're so in love, what the hell are we getting married in a rush for? We can wait till you're 30 and see if you still love me, (laughs) et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I still am a bit like, yeah, she acted like a dick. Fair enough. But who amongst us in her 20s didn't? And I probably would have done the same thing. I'd probably still do it now, to be honest. Both of them were in a little fairy tale because I think that, you know, she had found this older man and he was a star and could maybe help her, but also, you know, treat her right. And he had already had a marriage go wrong, hadn't he? And was thinking, well, it's, you know, everybody needs a second chance. This is my second chance. Well, so months after leaving the celebrity Big Brother house, done. They're divorced. It is over. Dennis met Claire Nicholson, a life coach. He met at a charity auction in 2005. They got married in 2009. They now have two children. This feels like line of duty. (laughs) He no longer speaks to Holden. Yeah, 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 yeah. So wait, how long after they divorced did he meet the life coach? So they got divorced in 2002. And then he met the life coach 2005. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So three years of... Okay. Um, I will allow. Amanda meets Chris Hughes, a record producer. Mm -hmm. They get married in 2008. They have two children. My now husband is 13 years older than me. And had I met him in my 20s, I probably would have behaved badly. Yeah. Not the same way. Probably, actually, maybe worse than Amanda. I probably would have resented and been frightened that I was tied down so young and didn't have any time to go out and be a dating girl like Sex and the City and and explore Mm. and have all of the fun. (laughs) 
And Amanda, she was very ambitious. And I don't mean that in a pejorative way. She was really ambitious. She was very driven. Yeah. So maybe to be tied down to somebody who is so associated with like a an earlier form of celebrity yeah. could have felt quite claustrophobic for her. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> Let's just sit and think about that. So she's with and what I think is interesting as well is both of them are now are married to people who aren't performers. Mm. Yeah, very true. Very true. Jess, we now come to the big question of the podcast. Okay. The one that we're all really here to to find the answer to mm-hmm. in every split. Yeah, let's be friends. It was mutual, blah, blah, blah. We all know there are winners and there are losers. There are ones you're happy for. There are ones you worry about. So in the great split between Les Dennis and Amanda Holton, Mm. who thrived and who simply survived? Who won the breakup? Oh, that's hard. I wonder... Oh, I don't know because it was really shitty on both of them. I want to say it's Les. I want to say he's got longevity and he was the underdog and treated shittily and and he did a great thing on extras and now he is um, well, so he has been legitimate again. Street. But he he did Coronation Street. Yeah, that was him doing you know street acting. Yeah, he's been touring with the Adams Family musical. He's going to be in the. He's joining the cast of Only Fools and Horses. Okay, guys, we get it. <laughs> Do you like work for Les Dennis? <laughs> What's going on? Are I you his new agents? To, I wanted to be him because he's living authentically. But I think it's probably Amanda because she got her wish. She's the most famous person. You can't, nobody can walk. Like a hundred people walking down the road. <laughs> I'm saying it like a, a family fortune says. thing. <laughs> survey says. I would say 90 seven percent would know who amanda holden is in the uk and for younger people they probably wouldn't know who he is you're right so i reckon she wins because she got her wish what she started out wanting she got it and now she's got a record producer husband two beautiful kids and i have met her and she's really nice (laughs) oh goodness there we go the triple threat yeah the final twist the The final twist i want it to be les (laughs) But isn't it nice, though, you know, we could be very cruel to women in the public eye and she's not perfect. She's not. She's messy. She's the antihero for our times. She mm. made mistakes. But, you know, she's thrived. She's clung on. It's not a show business. is not a kind industry to women, especially no. women like in the early 50s, like she is. Yeah. She still looks she gorgeous. Is. She's still yeah. sexy. She's still relevant. And Nivea is amazing, isn't it? No, it's a crazy oh. what just Nivea can do. Just <laughs> Nivea. That's all it is. <laughs> Nivea and, and sleeping eight hours and drinking lots of water. That's all it is, guys. Do you know what? Of, have, you ever, have, you, have you tried a cucumber? It works. I was a fucking... A dick yesterday actually but you know all my life in my 20s if I had been in the tabloids and judged and those nasty things like spun mm. into even bigger things you know she's she's been made out to be a villain but I'm sure there are so many people that have done so much worse and treated people worse and it's just because it's not been lived in the public eye that they get away with these things so I feel bad about being down on her just she's doing alright <laughs> okay thanks the lesson of this podcast, like it is uh, every episode, just don't don't go out with male comedians. That's right, right. Especially not when they're older. Don't don't do it. It's not worth not it. Worth it never it. works out, guys. Say no, kids. Say no. 
Um, so we've got one final question before we finally release you into the night. Okay, Had we you, do. You can head Jess. back to Annabelle's with. Uh, That's right. <laughs> Bunkhouse and Bonnie Langford. I assume that's your social life. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. The final question is when we present to all of our guests, and um, there is a lovely lady out there that we cannot believe is still single. As we always say, we don't think she needs to be loved, just that she deserves to be loved. So can you think of someone, put your thinking cap on, Jess, can you think of someone who can match up with the one, the only, Cher? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Oh, straight oh. in. Big fan. Big, big, big fan. I know people have issues about Jack Nicholson. I'm not one of them. Why do I they? Think that's do, a great should I one. know something? No, he hasn't done anything. I think people just presume he has. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm he's sure. come out. There's been no accusations. So why did you choose Jack? I don't know. I just think that they look cool together and... Defs. And... I don't know why he came into my head. I just feel it. It just the works. Maybe I feel like you know it could why? be a no. thing. How old is he? How old is she? No, they're about the, I think they're about the right older. age. I just think that'll be a really fucking interesting power couple. I think because he dated Angelica Houston for so long and they don't look that dissimilar, hey, Angelica true. Houston and Cher. So he's obviously into that kind of look. So I love it. That's or a big one. I'm a huge Angelica fan. Houston and they could be the new Shakespeare's sister. Happy about that. Happy about that. Very happy about that. <laughs> How about a thruple? All three thruple. of them. An yeah, older perfect. man for sure. We've never had that before. Exactly. Everyone always goes young, so I'm happy to see it. Maybe oh, really? she wants someone with a bit of experience. So thank you so much for that, Jess. Oh, I appreciate the, it. What an thank absolute you. pleasure. And thank you for being here. This has been absolutely wonderful. Where can our uh, listeners find more of you, Jess? Oh, God. I'm not really doing anything at the moment apart from this. So probably just listen to this podcast. Um, If you like me, then tell my mum and maybe go on my website, jessrobinson.co.uk and you can find everything else from there. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. Wait, if you do not follow uh, Jess on Instagram, you are not practicing self-care. She does the <laughs> best Liz Truss impression you will ever need, you will ever want. It's so funny. So she's not only just an incredibly funny person, she's a brilliant impressionist. A singer-dancer, she's a quadruple dancer. I'm really threat. not. Um, uh, but by the time this comes out, Gronya. <laughs> Will exactly. Liz Truss still be a thing? Or One of us had to make that gone? joke and I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Jess will do it. Where will she be? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe will she could be under a... the table? <laughs> <laughs> like Monica Lewinsky, you mean? <laughs> oh, God. Well... Maybe when the UK break up with her, we can feature her on the podcast. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for coming on, Jess. Thanks so much, Jess. Love you. Thanks so much for having me. Sorry. The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush. So email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The, the Way They, they Were. were.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.